are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Oh, what is that? What uh, is that voice? Oh, I have a new affectation. That's very fancy. <laughs> the aristocrats. <laughs> and then she, um, and then he diddled her eye socket. The aristocrats. Uh, <laughs> Oh, what a what a joke! Uh, um, hey guys, welcome to Dude That's Fucked Up. I'm Aaron. I'm Nicole. Um, this is a this is a podcast about weird stuff. Weird, random, fucked up, fucked up, just fun stuff. Like fu- so fun, fun, fucked up, fun, fucked up. Yeah, we don't. We're not trying to get too wild here. No. Um, how? What business do we have? Um, I don't know. Go don't. to the Patreon. Yeah. Check out the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash DTFU podcast. We were just That's talking. A fun one. A, we were just talking about how like proud we are that like the content we put on there is like so high quality, which it is. I'm not even being sarcastic right now. No. I Like we put a lot of effort into like the episodes that like the bonus episodes we put out. Yeah. We, we do two a month. We do a bonus episode and then we do a commentary episode where we like comment on things that have happened on the podcast yeah. or that we've cut out. <laughs> yeah. We do like the uh, like kind of BTS like behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. Sort so, of, I guess. You're so industry right now. I know. Um, yeah, a hot BTS uh, about stuff that we've already talked about, which I maybe that's – it's cool. A I hot, don't know. A hot BTS sounds like some sort of like analogy for like a poop sex act. Uh, I think it sounds like a delicious sandwich. Oh. <laughs> like a grilled – like panini. <laughs> a bacon, tomato, and sausage. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, also a weird like <laughs> s- scat scat act. <laughs> a scat? A scat. Oh my lord, Jesus. <laughs> you said panini. Uh, I uh you didn't say it funny. I don't want to be like uh, you just said it how it said, but it, panini. I, <laughs> I've never noticed what a weird word that is. It's it's not the best. <laughs> panini. <laughs> it's kind of a silly word yeah i feel like an asshole whenever i order a pinini (laughs) i was uh flying back from seattle this weekend uh and uh yesterday and i ordered a panini for like to for the flight yeah for my for my meal on the flight yeah flight panini because you can never you never know if they're gonna run out of food they run out of food all the time and it's gross um and it's it's not the best. Yeah. Uh, so I was ordering a panini, and I was like, "Yeah, it, like doesn't it doesn't feel great coming out of your mouth." It's yeah. like, Ugh. yeah, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a fun well, one. That's what I'm eating. So that cool. I'll, I'll a hot a BTS. <laughs> Can I get a hot BTS panini? Thank you. Uh, oh shit! Extra oh. B, extra T, extra S. Yeah, yeah. Get, make sure that's a spicy S. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's all the business, I guess. <laughs> Anything else? Business and more. No. I um, don't think so. Well, do you have anything fucked up this week? No, I just like my... Uh, 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 I don't know if you follow me, and I'm not talking to you. I know you follow me on uh, Instagram, but I don't know if people listening follow me on Instagram. You're welcome to. It's at nmackie. Uh, but I have been having an obsession with oat milk and it's like the only thing I've Instagram storied. <laughs> I've been like polling people and like I don't know but Instagram stories are very weird but Mandy Moore drinks it and I was like what the fuck is oat milk that bougie bitch and I was like but it sounds good so I'm gonna try it. That shit's good. Dude I just ordered a case of it. 12. What? From where? Uh, I don't know. Pete found it on some like underground barista website or something because it's sold out everywhere. It's like really hard to get. Bitch, you can make that shit. Yeah, but that's hard. It's not that hard. You just soak oats overnight and like get the fucking strain it and I don't know. Oh. There's like, it's like not that hard. Well, this oat, this oat milk but is like. The- artisanal oat, oat milk is probably okay. what you want. Okay. This is fancy ass oat milk. It's the barista oh my God. edition. So they add some sort of like. <laughs> 
chemical, I don't know, an enzyme or something to it that makes it like frothy, like it froths up really nice, like real milk. And then it doesn't taste, you know, like how almond milk, it has like a weird, like soy milk doesn't taste great. Almond milk has, it's okay, but it sometimes has a weird flavor depending on like what you put with it. And then coconut milk just tastes like fucking coconuts. Yeah. Oat milk is like very clean tasting. It's like the most, I feel like it blends in the most like a regular milk. Anyway, I've just been living it up, drinking oat milk and everything, and it's been a blast. I'm happy for you. Uh, I also am on the on the train of not drinking like real milk because I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. Um, and I'm a I'm a big coconut almond. <gasps> the blend milk. The blend. That's my second favorite. First is oat milk. Second is coconut almond. I think I'm gonna get on the oat milk train. Oh, dude, this shit. You know what? You got to find it and order it. Granted, I bought a case of it, so it was like 70 bucks. But when you work out the math. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When you work out the math, it was like $5 or something. I don't know what the math is. But Pete said it wasn't that bad, like, you know, long term. We've already got, yeah. we've already gone through a, one of them, in, and I just got it on Friday. So Oh, shit. Yeah. Is it like a, a gallon? No, it's like a liter. A liter, It's yeah. small. And you know I don't okay. use that much, but man, is it tasty? But we've been putting it in stuff, and I think smoothies. oat milk is the next is the next big like substitute yeah. milk. Like that's gonna start being more mainstream. I think that's very good. Soon we'll see. Anyway, now you know what, Manny Moore, watch your back because I'm a boozy. I mean, I'm a bougie bitch now and a boozy one. Not today, yeah. But sometimes, but bougie. I'm very bougie. You're boozy and bougie. I'm bo- <laughs> <laughs> Boozy. Um, yeah. Good for you. Thank you. That's nice. Yeah. What's going on with you? Well, um, in the same vein of like health, I guess (laughs) I just, (laughs) I just was at the dentist this morning and, uh, I actually really enjoy the dentist. I don't, I know that a lot of people hate it. Um, and for good reason, like if you have like fucked up teeth like it's not fun and it hurts yeah uh but I um I really enjoy it so I was at the the dentist and um a thing that happens that I don't think a lot of people are aware of when you're pregnant aside from all the like typical stuff that you hear about like being you know you're uncomfortable blah 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 well your body is producing like way more blood than (gasps) it it typically does when you have a fetus inside of you. So oh. your gums bleed really easily oh. despite like flossing regularly and taking care. Like it's crazy. So I'll just be like brushing or flossing my teeth like normal and my whole mouth <gasps> will just fill up with blood. It's disgusting. <gasps> so at the, at the dentist today, it was a fucking bloodbath. Oh my God. It was so gross. Like it was – it was real bad, and so I had to, like, keep taking breaks to, like, spit while they were, like, you know, they scraped your, your gum line. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was just, like, a lot of blood, and it was real gross. And after – and I love my dentist. Like, they're the best. They're so great, um, and they're so gentle, and um, – it was a great a great appointment aside from the bloodbath. Yeah. Uh, but afterwards, I was like super nauseous because <gasps> I think I like probably swallowed a bunch of blood. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was not great, so I had to like walk it off for a while. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Like I had to like get 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 right, you know. <laughs> if you would have thrown up on the street or something, you would have thrown up a bunch of your own blood that you had just Ugh. swallowed. People probably would have yeah. been like. Stars are like, yeah, <laughs> like 28 days later, this bitch is about to eat somebody's face. <laughs> Patient zero. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And then think that I'm like pregnant with a little like zombie baby. I don't know. Well, you don't it know, could yet. Happen. yeah. I don't, what? I don't. It might, if it comes out, if your baby comes out and just looks you in the eyes, like get rid, like lock eyes, <laughs> yeah, because they're like blind sort of they like can't see shit it's for like a while. hello clarice or something yeah just be like i'm good thanks you know what why don't you guys keep it <laughs> you know i don't think that would unsettle me as much as a baby coming out with a full set of teeth fair that's a very fair you know yeah yeah so that's like a disorder teeth, right i feel like it it would i don't know it's a thing that happens is it yeah okay yeah, well yeah, that's yeah. disturbing i hope that doesn't happen oh yeah it's real scary 
creepy. Well, oh. yeah. Speaking of the dentist, yeah. Oh, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, just gnawing through its umbilical cord. <laughs> it cuts its own umbilical cord, like on cone heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie so much. Oh, it's so good. So oh, great. I love when uh, when the the like daughter eats the subway sandwich. All like mom, 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 and Chris Farley's just like, Whoa. his like head's ready to explode. It's like he's a visual boner. Yeah. <laughs> His whole, he has a whole, a full body boner. He's a chub. Ah, Yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of chubs, um, I don't know. No, I. No, I'm like, well, how is this working in? Oh, ew. Oh, God. Why? I'm sorry. Okay. Can I issue a warning? Yeah. This is a. This isn't going to be the focus of today's topic, but it's related. I mean, it's the catalyst. We're going to be talking a little bit about Hulk Hogan's dick. (laughs) we don't want to but we're doing y'all a public service because his dried cured beef jerky dick his slim gym or no it's more like a thick and short gym i think it's like one of those like you know like a little like cocktail weenie that's been left in the sun for too long in the crock pot. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, all the barbecue all the sauce moisture. is boiled down and it, it's like into like a sticky paste and not and like the little wieners are like dried in there. Have you okay. Oh my god, dude. Do it. <laughs> okay, well what what we're talking about today. Yeah. This is something that is near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. Not Hulk Hogan's dick, <laughs> but <laughs> um, that's not anywhere near there no uh it's um it's it's about the the fall of gawker dot com basically rest in peace gawker r.i.p gawker um if you guys don't know what gawker is we'll get into it in a second but uh it's basically we're going to talk about how the web about the website and what it it meant to us personally Mm -hmm. um and how a and it was a a news media company it still is sort of gawker media exists but gawker as dot com publication does not exist but all the like sister all the like sister publications are still around are still around yeah gizmodo jezebel yeah yeah you've probably heard of all of them Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to talk and then about how and why it, Gawker.com went the way of the dodo. Yeah. And is out of business. So yeah, it has to do it with It dried Hogan. up like a cocktail wiener out in the sun. Yeah, it sure did. And then a bird sure ate did. it and then had diarrhea and then uh, it died. And, uh, now, and now you can't find Gawker anymore. Yeah. It's all archived though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so... Uh, I got a lot of my information on the topic, uh, from a Netflix documentary called Nobody Speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out last year, I think, and it, it kind of chronicalizes, chronicle, no. Chronicled? Chronicled the, uh, the whole to-do around this, mm-hmm. uh, lawsuit that Gawker got into with Hulk Hogan. So it's super interesting and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was really it goes into a lot of stuff, but it mainly talks about Gawker. Yeah, that's like the whole fir- the whole like first half of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of goes off, but and we'll kind of talk about that. But um, so yeah, let's get into it a little bit. So yeah, yeah Gawker used to be one of my favorite websites. Um, it was a independent started out as an independent news gossip website by. Uh, it was created by an internet entrepreneur named Nick Denton, um, and then it evolved like over time into a legit news organization mm-hmm. where they'd get scoops and like talk about stuff. But it was like kind of all like s- like sort of celebrity based, yeah, like kind of gossipy. It, yeah, it never got like too, I don't know. It did get into pol- politics a little bit, but they have separate sister publications for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, they covered. I, I feel like it. I mean, I don't know if this is like fair, but it's kind of like how BuzzFeed News is, like uh, in a way. Well, b- but BuzzFeed News is a is a legit branch 
like they have a legit branch where they do like long form journalism, investigative journalism. That's like really, really like well done. Because when people think of BuzzFeed, they think listicles and, you know, garbage articles. Yeah. But they they actually have invested a lot of money into the separate uh, portion of their of their media company. Uh, and they've hired like really, really legit journalists to do stories about important things. So it's not it's not all garbage. Well, oh, no, no, it's not all garbage. I mean, more like uh, like you think you, you when you first think of it, you, you don't think, oh, this is like New York Times journalism. Right. But they're still journalists doing like they they have they have sources that they're following up on and it's still real journalism it just right. maybe the topics can be like a little bit more salacious than something the new york times would write about which also and yeah and they also use a lot of uh and this is like what actually ended up getting him in trouble they use a lot of tactics that would not be considered like the the standard mm. uh of good journalism, yeah, quote unquote, yeah, because they get into some salacious and kind of unspeakable topics, um, yeah, that not a lot of people were reporting on, and the way that they would have to get some of that information was through like kind of sketchy sources sometimes, and yeah, so, but, but they were they were doing some things, they were doing some good work out there. Mm-hmm. They were exposing assholes all the time. Yep. Like Bill like they exposed uh Bill O'Reilly for being a fucking asshole and like <laughs> kind of predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um they also were one of the first media outlets to report in depth on Bill Cosby's rape rape accusations. Mm-hmm. Um they got into the weirdness of Tom Cruise and Scientology's recruiting tactics. I remember they wrote a really really good article about uh a woman who like women they they basically audition women to date Tom Cruise. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh they wrote about lots of stuff like that where yeah, people weren't really talking about it, but I think because like Nick Denton was a very well connected like man in the world of high profile people. But like, yeah. like also like a little bit in the underbelly, he like was able to like connect to some of these sources and stuff and was willing to talk about these things because it was interesting. Yeah, he was just they were going after stuff that like a lot of people didn't really want to touch sometimes. Yeah. Um, and this is like well before Me Too, obviously. Yeah. And and any anything like that. So yeah. um, there was like still a lot of um, like very behind the scenes like hush hush kind of shittiness happening but they were they were they were kind of unraveling some of this stuff before they got shut down um oh the gawker stalker gawker stalker was little um not uh, like almost like blind items about celebrity sightings and like happenings in new york city Yes, and like, and that's kind of how they first started, right? Uh, or was that just part of it? I think they started through Gizmodo, and then oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Gawker started. But uh, Gawker Stalker, I think, helped kind of tie everything into like the world of celebrity. Got and it. Th- I feel like that's why Gawker wasn't really taken so seriously, like among some of the other things. But like, it was always just kind of like had that celebrity angle to it, you know. And yeah, it's kind of it- like people don't really take that. I don't know, take that super well, seriously. They didn't take it seriously until right. like they realized how deep and gross it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like how we were talking about last episode about how people just don't want to know about it. Yeah, like, people don't want to hear kind of the gross, weird stuff. But yeah, it's we have to. <laughs> I I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know. I want to know who's a dirtbag. Yeah, I, I I have no problem. Um, like. Being a fan of somebody and then not being a fan of somebody. Yeah. No, same. <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I have no problem being like, oh, well, I'm never going to watch anything of theirs again or I'm yeah. never going to support anything they do again. It, fuck them. Yeah. You I, should, I have no problem with you that. You should be like, yeah, you could be good at your job, but you should also try your hardest to be a decent human being. And if people find yeah. out that you're not, fuck you. you yeah. know, we don't – no one needs you. There's plenty of room – 
There's plenty of other people to take your place, so. Hell yeah. There's so many talented people in this world that yeah. are are just waiting in the wings to tell their story that aren't complete and total scumbags. Yeah. So. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they had a lot of... A lot of crazy stories that they would cover, mm-hmm. and um, they had really click. They had some stuff that was kind of annoying, not the best. Uh, like they had a lot of click. They were like some of the first clickbait, uh, like articles to come out. They figured out how to like. I think they almost invented clickbait. Oh, interesting take. I don't know, but but I think. It wasn't clickbaity because they would talk about that shit. Like, you know how, like. Well, of course, but like the way that they'd phrase some of it, it was yeah. just like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Um, they were like, they were one of the first uh, media outlets to kind of make it so that you you were like, oh, I better click on this. Yeah. And But they it usually lived up to its promise yeah. of what the, what the clickbait was. But mm-hmm. some people found that annoying. Um, they also were very snarky. Oh, like so good. Very like the writers were very snarky, very mean sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like some of these people that they were talking about were assholes and deserved to be kind of shit on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, who's to say? Uh, yeah, it could be really really mean. And they also the thing I think I miss the most about Gawker dot com is their comment section. Oh, same. I I feel like I would skim the articles, like especially towards oh, yeah. the end, because it was too mean. Sometimes, like I'd be like, "This is a little cringy." I'd skim the article and then I'd go straight to the comments, and there were like people that would comment that I like. Fa- they were like my favorite commenters. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. you you'd look for their comments on all the articles that were like p- trending or whatever, like popular that day and um man i would spend hours reading the comments and they kept changing like the system remember when they switched to kinja what like a shit show uh-huh. it was people were so fucking pissed oh my god it was like a whole to do yeah <laughs> it was because like the commenting system was different and people were like just upset about it and you had to log in and all this stuff and yeah shit was it crazy. was it was crazy yeah so one of the yeah best slash worst comment sections on the internet yeah. um and yeah, I'd spend hours in there just reading and dying laughing. Oh like I would, I would screenshot so many, <laughs> yeah. so many comments that were so funny, just uh, so good. Um, just so many smart people in there mm-hmm. doing things. Um, uh, and then they just had these amazing writers too, who have gone on since to like write for other publications and do great things. Um, yeah. Katie, Katie Weaver is one of my all-time favorite writers. Mm. She writes now for GQ, but she was a writer for Gawker for a while, um, many years. And one of my favorite things she ever wrote was the uh, the TGI Friday endless apps uh, <laughs> thing she did. She literally sat in a TGI Fridays in like Long Island or something for like 11 or some odd hours <laughs> eating eating mozzarella sticks the entire time. And she just chronicled... I keep wanting to say chronicalizes, but that's not, I don't even think that's a word. No, it's just, she she chronicled. She chronicled the whole experience. Yeah. And it's just incredible. And if you ever get a chance to read it, it's still, it's archived online and it's great. Um, I loved it. Cause I think, wasn't she like, um, uh, is this a real thing? Are they going to let me sit here? Cause it was like all you can eat apps. It was like a, like a deal they were doing or something. Yeah. They, yeah. And in sense that, in sense she's written that, after she after she came out with that article, other very prominent publications wrote about that article. About her writing that article. About her writing that article. <laughs> like seriously, like Business Insider, 538, Slate, MTV, oh Orange goodness. County Register, and a bunch more like just nationwide publications wrote about her writing that article. It was super meta. It was great. Oh my gosh. Probably because like – well, you can't send someone to do the same thing. You'll look lame because someone's already done it. But it's such yeah. like a funny, weird thing for them to do. So, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just like really original and silly. And yeah. I just I really loved her writing style. She was very funny. She is very funny. Yeah, I haven't r- written anything or re- read anything she's written in a while. But because uh, I don't, I'm not a GQ subscriber. No, I wish she wrote for a female, like a more female publication. 
We need yeah, or like even even something I don't know like like I I in the Vanity Fair or something I yeah. don't know yeah she could do it um yeah. yeah okay so that's a little bit of background on Gawker itself Gawker.com itself and uh, I I'm sure a lot of people don't out there don't like never like Gawker didn't yeah. care for it but and I I actually ended up like unsubscribing from like updates from Gawker because it sometimes I get to be too much I'd be like oh this shit is mean <laughs> but fair um, I I enjoyed it yeah same. very much mm-hmm. um yeah so that's a little background and they ended up having this thing befall them that they didn't think too much of at the time uh because they'd done so many many articles and broke so many salacious news stories that um, the thing that derailed their whole their whole publication mm. was um, was something it was not it was kind of it was very salacious and very gross yeah um, <laughs> and that was the uh, Hulk Hogan sex tape that Ooh. they reported about. So they were always they were always talking about celebrities doing gross shit, but they went a little bit too far with the the Hulk Hogan sex tape. They well, um, and this was the era of celebrity sex tapes. Like somehow, mm-hmm. so many were coming out. So it was like, yeah, this was uh, when was this? This was like the mid. This was like twenty. This was like twenty fourteen. This wasn't that long ago. Oh yeah, when this happened, when this came out, you're right. But before that, they had they had posted stuff before about sex tapes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was never like that. Everybody was like, "Okay, gross, whatever, move on." Mm-hmm. Um, and what would usually happen is that who the person who leaked the sex tape would get in trouble, and it would never be on them. Wait, um, this happened in twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Sorry. Yeah. But still, I mean, like, but we, still. Kim K's had already been out in Paris and all these other people. Yeah. It, it wasn't, like, the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, but with Hulk Hogan, a.k.a. Terry Olea, um, that's his real name. Yeah. He uh, didn't love it. <laughs> no. Oh. He was uh, caught on tape basically having sex with his best friend's wife. Yeah. Um, which, okay, I remember when all this went down, because uh, he was on Howard Stern. Okay, so his best friend was Bubba the Love Sponge, who is... Uh, don't know who that is, uh, don't care. He's like, okay, <laughs> he's like a shock jock type kind of guy in Florida, and he uh, would call into Howard Stern show all the time, and I think maybe uh, they had like a relationship. So I remember he was, I remember like a lot of this going down. Isn't he like the one that, uh, so I think in the the... Netflix documentary he would do like crazy shit on his radio where he'd like like he was gonna burn a Koran on on the radio yeah and the and the and the CIA was like don't do that (laughs) (laughs) he's like not very smart uh I mean he's he's chose the name Bubba the love sponge for himself so gross yeah it's not why just call yourself jizz rag or like (laughs) that's what that is right Good God. I mean, yeah, that's what I think of. <laughs> um, okay, so him and Hulk Hogan are best friends. What a pair. Uh, sure. Uh, and uh, I think uh, I remember – okay, I remember after all this going down because it divided their friendship because it was first assumed that someone random leaked the tape. Then it mm-hmm. was – well, then it was uh, – Hulk Hogan didn't realize anyone was recording him. Mm. Then Bubba the Love Sponge is like, no, you knew you were being recorded. I wanted you to sleep with my wife. Like, it was like a kink thing. Yeah. So, like, then it was found out that, like, everyone was in on it. So there was, like, they were always calling in, like, especially Bubba the Love Sponge to Howard's uh, show and, like, talking about this as it's going down until they couldn't talk about it. Because of the lawsuit. Yeah, because of the lawsuit. Well, yeah. and, then, and Hulk Hogan even went on, on Howard Stern and, like, talked and joked about it. Like, yeah. everybody was joking about it. Yeah. It was all, ha-ha, weird, gross, yeah. funny. Like, like oh, TMZ. we did it. But, like, it was, like, fun and we everybody was in on it. It was, like, consensual on yeah. every level. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but then 
like, and I think like TMZ like had it. Everybody, everybody was talking about it. But yeah. for some reason, Gawker published a portion of the of the sex tape, like yeah. the actual sex tape. <laughs> Which, oh. <sighs> did you ever watch it? No, fuck no. Okay, God good. damn no, it. I didn't either. But I remember reading all the comments about his dong and I was just like yeah. upset. I don't know. Uh, what were the comments? I, I, I feel like people were talking about it being like a Coke can. Like it was like short and Ugh, thick. Like very chody. Yeah, very chody. <laughs> and I was like, that's uh, that's enough. That's an, I, I don't need to see that. I, I don't want to visualize it. I don't want to have it in my brain. <laughs> also, I have like, I don't ever want to look at a celebrity sex tape. I I feel like it's an invasion most of the time. Like someone yeah. sells it and the other person's not involved. I think maybe in this instance, like everyone was involved maybe. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, people say what they say about it. But, but if you're going to be – if you're going to be involved in this and like m- try to figure out a way to make some money off of Dude, it at yeah, least. Dude, yeah, for sure. You know? Like definitely sell it. Like uh, like sell it. Like like didn't – I mean, who made like Paris Hilton made money off of hers, right? So I hope did Kim. So. Didn't Kim? I mean, yes, she's made billions off of that. Yeah, that was yeah. the catalyst of her career. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Like yeah. the whole thing was very weird and gross, and people were like kind of horrified, mildly horrified, I guess and, is the right. <laughs> yeah, mildly. Like if they cared about it, they're like kind of horrified. But yeah. most people didn't care. I, I've, my feeling about it is, you don't maybe just post some like grainy stills of it where you can't see genitals. I'll yeah. believe you have it. I don't need to see it. And you don't need to post that for anyone to see it. You can still say it exists and here's some like proof, but no one yeah. needs to see a clip of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Ugh. If it, But if you're listening and you did watch it, please uh, post like a description of it. In the yeah, page. please. Yeah, please send us your thoughts and feelings about about it, um, and your compa- your comparisons of what it looked like. You sick bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, well, in the best way, you know what? You have courage. That's courage. You are courageous, <laughs> but also you're a sick bitch. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, Gawker posted some of the footage, like the sick bitches they are. And so, Terry slash Hulk Hogan's lawyer sent a cease and desist. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, they didn't take it down because they were – everybody's laughing about it, making jokes. They're getting clicks. Everybody's not enjoying it, but it's still people (laughs) – I don't know. I don't know what – Some people might. Some people might. I don't know. Um, but yeah, everybody's like laughing about it. He's laughing about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then. He doesn't seem to be that affected by it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they, but they do send the cease and desist. Um, and then after a while, uh, Hulk Hogan and his lawyer, um, oh my God. (laughs) Did you just read what I wrote? Yeah. Okay. His lawyer. His lawyer, David Houston, in this documentary, you guys have to watch it just to see his hair. He looks like, he looks like a, a reptilian with, a wig, with, with a wig on. It's so creepy. bad blonde, like, and it looks like (sighs) Helen Keller cut the wig. Like, it is like so choppy and it, but it's just like a hair piece, I think. I can't tell, but it's not real. It's not right. It can't be. It, no. it, the hair looks synthetic. Like it doesn't, it's not even it is, a good wig. It's not a lace front. It is. <laughs> no. Oh, fuck no. It's like low on his forehead. I don't even know what the fuck it is. Oh my God. If it was on. It's bad. If it was on RuPaul's Drag Race, like people would be like, where did you, what shower did you unclog to put that on top of your head? Because it is a fucking mess. It is a mess. It's a very big mess on his head. Uh, yeah, so his lawyer is – his lawyer, based on – I'm sorry to pass judgment on looks alone, but this guy doesn't seem competent, but a, I don't know. Um, How can you be a competent lawyer and have that hair? You just can't. I agree. I'm in it's full a, agreement. Exerc- he's exercising very poor judgment with his hairpiece so I, think, I can't imagine no. that he's a good lawyer the only de- <laughs> the only defense he knows is insanity <laughs> <laughs> the only defense he has is i don't know i uh, 
I don't know. He has no defense. There, there's nothing you can say about this that's good. Yeah. Um, okay, but that aside, they <laughs> they decide together that, uh, or the lawyer does, that it's a violation of not Hulk Hogan's, who's a character, uh, not his privacy, but a violation of Terry Bollea's, Bollea's privacy. Um, and Hulk Hogan as a character has gone on Howard Stern and laughed and joked about it. Uh, but in private, as Terry, he's torn up. He's sad about it, which, you know, of course, like a public persona, you could put on airs and be whatever. But in private, like maybe this really did bother him. Um, so I but I just don't know why you would go out as Hulk Hogan and be um, like laughing and joking about it. Dude, you know, that defense is crazy to me. Like, that they would even allow, like... That, that as an like, argument. Oh, well, that's my persona. It's like, but you're a human person. And, yeah. And you understand, like, how that's weird, right? That you are basically saying that you have two personas and, like, you can just tell us whatever you want and say, oh, well, that's my character. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's like, it is almost like a, a insanity plea, sort of, even yeah. though he's the one that is prosecuting uh because he's like he has like a split personality like what the fuck what yeah. is he like what does that even yeah. mean i yeah. don't know yeah so the, that's the whole that's the basis of the lawsuit is that he um it's an invasion of his privacy yeah um despite him being out in public like not seemingly not giving a fuck and joking about it yeah um so they go Go to court and they sue Gawker for a hundred million dollars in damages. Um, so there's lots of charges that are leveled against Gawker by Hulk Hogan, not just like the invasion of privacy thing, but like, uh, like a lot of different charges. What to to sue for a hundred thousand dollars in damages? I mean, I mean, a hundred million dollars in damages. Don't doesn't like what's damage need to be worth that much? Like, there his career was not worth that much. He did not have the money to even be like, dude. Like, well, yeah, well, so that's that's the case that they have to make is uh, that it caused emotional distress was yeah. what the one of the original charges was. Mm-hmm. So, and there's. There okay in any other this is what's crazy about this case in any other case where some sort of like emotional distress has been caused they don't even try to sue for this much money yeah like this is like an obscene amount of money um but what ended up happening is that at some point they dropped that one of those the main original charges of negligent infliction of emotional distress was like one of the main charges and they dropped that that charge which is crazy because that was like the kind of the crux of the whole thing and that's what would get him the most money mm-hmm. is that is this charge so everybody's like huh that's weird uh hulk hogan is not in great financial straits at this point he's in bad bad financial straits he's uh he's he's broke yeah and he has this case going on so by dropping this charge it's strange yeah. because you'd get way more money. But what ends up happening is that if if Gawker was found guilty of the negligent infliction of emotional distress, that would be covered by Gawker's insurance policy. Mm-hmm. And dropping this charge basically and going off of the, all the other charges made it impossible for Gawker to have their insurance cover. So then it was just coming straight out of their coffers. Like when Hulk Hogan dropped the emotional uh, part of the lawsuit, like the emotional damages, the insurance dropped their coverage of this lawsuit, essentially. Yeah. So it was Gawker and Nick Denton, the owner of the company. Personally liable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly crazy. So everybody's like, wow, that's a really weird uh, move to make Mm -hmm. since Hulk Hogan's like, broke and needs as much money as he can get (laughs) why would they do that it's like it was like a surefire thing like gawker's like sure no problem yeah if if you want to sue us for this our insurance will take care of it but then they drop that charge Mm. bam there he's not personally liable Mm. uh so ends up 
going through the trial, Gawker loses in the total damages awarded to Hulk Hogan end up being around $140 million, <gasps> despite everything. Um, so the size of the award is very, very excessive, and it's like not even anything close to what is awarded to anyone in anything, any kind of, even if it was like a wrongful death lawsuit. I, there's that's not a common amount of money to award to anyone. Yeah, it's very high. It's extremely high. Uh, so this almost completely bankrupts Gawker Media. Oh, and in the meantime, uh, Hulk Hogan's um, def- or I, well, he wasn't a def- he wasn't a defendant. His his uh, attorney slate grew. Like he had all these like really high power attorneys, not mm-hmm. just. Not just the one with the bad hairpiece. Yeah. He as the as the case went on, he had many other lawyers. Yeah. Um and everybody was like, What the fuck? How is he paying for this? Like mm-hmm. these are this is weird. Yeah, like um, is this a contingency case where like they're only gonna get paid if they win or whatever? Right. Yeah. So it was kind of a some weird circumstances around it, but you know, and it was the whole thing I don't know, I don't even remember how much people are paying attention to it. But uh, it ended up being kind of like not not headline news that this that they lost this case um, and that they almost went bankrupt from it. They eventually do go bankrupt, but mm-hmm. they're trying to keep it all all together after the trial. Um, but Nick Denton, in the meantime, is just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this seems strange. Other people are kind of like, what? This is weird. It is Where weird. Did all- like where why why was the full court press like so hard on Gawker when it wasn't even that it seemed kind of it wasn't innocuous of course it was shitty and fucked up what they what they did yeah but it was just like overkill almost like to sue them for this much money and to have it so such a to drop that charge for Hulk Hogan was very strange yeah um so Nick Denton and some other people are like, something weird is happening here. Um, and there's conspiracy theories going around that somebody is funding the 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 law team for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, someone with a lot of money. Someone with a lot of money because these l- lawyers that he had were not cheap. And if someone's doing that, they're, they must have some sort of vendetta. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, uh, so I just want to make sure this is clear too. So Gawker, like in terms of like the damages and what was owed to Hulk Hogan, Gawker was responsible for a chunk, Nick, the biggest chunk, Nick Denton was personally responsible for a chunk, like a $10 million. And then the guy who wrote the article, I think AJ Daddario, I think that's oh, yeah. his name. He was also responsible for like $100,000. So like- these people were held responsible and had to like pay this essentially yeah. like the, and yeah, it's crazy. To, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy that a, a lawsuit about in, an invasion of privacy became so personal. Yeah. And, and so excessive. Yeah. So, and also um, in the notes here, uh, the judge in the case was very biased. Too. Oh yes, yes. They, I think, in the the documentary is very good, and uh, the writer AJ, right in the like beginning of when they're talking about the trial, is like, it always felt off. Like yeah. this judge didn't allow them, you know, the defense like Gawker, they mm-hmm. they weren't allowed to like present some of the things that they wanted to present. The judge like didn't let them do that. They weren't allowed to put Bubba the Love Sponge on the on um as a witness or whatever. Like on they, the stand. On the stand, yeah. yeah. Uh and the judge like made some decisions that from the get go were just like kind of weird. Like Yeah, because if you take everything into consideration after the fact that like they had this whole thing kind of it was all everybody was in on it. Yeah. How how could you sue for that much money? Like it doesn't make any sense that he won so hard. No, especially like he dunked he dunked on Gawker. Like even though like the the case could have been made very much the opposite way. He chair he chair slammed on them. Yeah. He, did. <laughs> Just, he had him up bad. against the ropes. 
It was Hulkamania. <laughs> Dude, it fucking was. Oh, man. It's, yeah. Uh, so much about this is so confusing to me because, like, why the the judge supposedly was like, oh, you know, you you can't, like, this is too high. You can't ask for that in damages, like, to the jury, but then, like, allowed this to happen anyway. And I know. And there's, like, all this weird stuff. Like, the jury was really upset by it. It happened in all – he was tried – or Gawker was tried in Florida because that's where Hulk Hogan is, and he was, like, a local superstar, and everyone loved him. And, like, it just felt like there was a lot of bias already when this all started. Yeah. And, and it wasn't good. Yeah. So – Going back to that whole uh, conspiracy theory that Nick Denton and some other people had about how there's Mm -hmm. some shadow funder for for the trial, turned out to be right. There fucking was. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who Peter Thiel is, but he is a massive tech billionaire. Mm -hmm. He's one of the co-founders of PayPal, uh, early investor in Facebook, uh, and he fucking hated Gawker. Mm Mm-hmm. Hated Gawker with a passion. Yeah. So, you know, um, I don't know how many people watch uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. On, H- on HBO. But the main – in the first season, the, like, main ad- adversarial boss guy. I feel like his uh, name was Peter. Yeah, maybe. In the show. I don't know. Well, he's ba- – he, they based – Mike Judge based that character off of Peter Thiel. Yeah. Um, who's just, like, a hardcore – fucking dude yeah um and i guess too you could even say that the the um the guy that they have that's the what's his name on, gavin belson on, gavin belson yeah. is kind of is kind of that character now too that yeah that's morphed into that into peter teal just character. like uh, just like has has an agenda and like it will do whatever it takes to like well yeah we'll spend any amount of money out yeah Yes, he's single-minded when mm-hmm. it comes to to this stuff. So he basically he he hated Gawker because about eight or nine years before the Hulk Hogan trial, mm-hmm. uh, Gawker and Gawker's sister publication Valleywag, which is Valleywag, is a Silicon Valley gossip column. Mm-hmm. I think they even have a iteration of it on on Silicon Valley, the show. Yeah, uh, that publishes a. Uh, you know, kind of salacious stories about the insider world, tech world. Yeah. Um, about like these kind of weird personalities. Salacious, are... but true. Yeah. Usually very much true. And people get upset about that. Mm-hmm. And they, and they scoop people doing shitty stuff. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And acting like big fucking babies. I, I feel like there's so much, oh God, Silicon Valley and just all the people with money there are crazy. Listen, I worked at a startup for a while, and it the the startup I worked for was wonderful and great. But you go into the like when you go to do like fun like funding rounds and stuff like that with with venture capitalists, and there's a lot of and and doing like pitch competitions and stuff. There's just like it's such a weird world. It is a weird weird world. Uh, anyway, anyway, so Peter Thiel is uh, he he got. He got really pissed at Valley Wagon Gawker because they they definitely published stories about him and his rich fr- friends. Yeah, and it pissed him the fuck off. Well, they and outed they, him. They too. did out him. They uh, yeah. He's he's Peter Thiel is gay. Yeah. Um. It was like kind of a a open secret sort of thing. Yeah. And they did out him, which was very very shitty. Yeah. Um. Gawker but, was kind of known for doing that. I feel like mm-hmm. it, this was around the same time, too, that, like, Perez Hilton had been doing that and, like, stopped doing it because people – it just isn't, like, a thing. <laughs> well, let Gawker be a fucking cautionary tale Dude, if you're – Yeah. If this is the kind of route you want to go. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah. And I feel like, uh, uh, like, Peter Denton made – or. Yeah, no, what's his name? Nick, Nick, Nick Denton. Denton. Nick Denton made a comment in the documentary about like how, but like celebrities' personal lives are like usually fair games. Like we talk yeah. about who straight people date. Why wouldn't we talk about who gay people date? But I think it was a different time and maybe he feels yeah. that way, but like the world isn't, uh, you know, as like open as it should be and all that stuff. And so it just feels icky. Um, yeah, although, that was, yeah, that was, I, I think that was, shitty very very shitty yeah yeah they should never have done that yeah but that was like the main reason he was very pissed off yeah at 
uh, Gawker. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just a rough. It's a weird environment in Silicon Valley, and there's so much money, uh, and it's not. The, Peter Thiel was not the one. <laughs> he was not the one to fuck with. No. Um, but what he in- he essentially ended up doing by funding this trial for Hulk Hogan, by funding his entire uh, legal team. Lawsuit, yeah. His entire lawsuit was just to fuck over Gawker, but he – also essentially paid off the judicial the judicial system. Yeah. Like it was it was a exercise in manipulating mm-hmm. our our court system. Yeah. It it was someone who had a lot of money and power and influence being like I don't like this. I'm going to use every avenue I have and all my money and I'm going to show you guys like Yep, and I'm going to make you pay essentially. Yeah, and boy did he! Ugh. So, so it's it's really weird because he's a he's a hardcore libertarian, um, mm. and he has a lot of very ex- Peter Thiel is he has a lot of very eccentric ideas about democracy in general. Um, so that's already kind of interesting. Uh, he also has a lot of interesting ideas about extending human life. Um, he doesn't believe there's such a thing as racism. And wrote a book for, about it. Yeah, he wrote a book about it, which is absolute garbage. Yeah, um, hot garbage. And he uh, he he kind of believes in general lawlessness because of the libertarian aspect of his philosophy, his his uh, personal philosophy. Like wants to build a compound out in the middle of the ocean where there's no... Just like Silicon Valley. That's Yeah, oh yeah, where Jared Remember? gets trapped in that car going out yeah, there. the electric car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, back to Peter Thiel. Yeah. So he uh, he also, just, just so you know, he owns a company called Palantir, which is basically another Cambridge Analytica. Oh, like, that's kind of like they do the same sort of sketchy business s- deals. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, sort of like getting, getting, gathering uh, data, like the 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 data of people. I hope Zuckerberg has like a an eye on him and is because he's also invested in Facebook. So yeah, I that's... mean that's the thing. His he's his tentacles are on everything. Ugh. So. That's what happens when you have a lot of money and you're like the fucking big boss in in Silicon Valley and these these companies are in so many different corners of our lives. But and that's what happens when you like are when you have like a power complex and you like want like you want your agenda pushed. Because right. aren't there like so like Bill Gates has so much money and he's probably invested in so many different companies and same with like Warren Buffett and stuff right but they don't yeah, have but these like power agendas right and that's the thing they're like they're actually like good people and yeah they're, you know they they uh, push for things that benefit our world not just yeah. personal vendetta yeah kind of things. yeah so I mean if you. Honestly, this is the stuff that I can't believe people who believe in, like, earnestly believe in the Illuminati. Like, how can you not pay – why would you not pay attention to somebody like like this? Yeah. And be like, this is the real power broker who is fucking up people's worlds. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's fair. I feel like this, it, is, this is actually happening and is documented. This is, this is real life. Like, yeah. this person – this person gamed the judicial system, mm. basically. It, and it is it's it's almost a pretty overwhelming like violation of the first amendment yeah so they, they they played our judicial system and like and did something that's like unprecedented should never have happened should never have won this is what's so interesting to me i do remember people writing about this like when it was happening especially when uh-huh. the verdict came in 
Because uh, it's just one of those things, kind of like Donald Trump becoming president, like where people are like interested in it, but they're kind of like, you know, in the beginning, it's like, oh, yeah, Gawker's being sued for posting this thing. Like, they probably shouldn't be getting sued. That's, you know, that's a, they should be protected under the First Amendment, but blah, 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 whatever. And then it just keeps like building steam. And then it happens and people are like, how did this happen? Like, yeah. that means that any publication can be sued now essentially like for posting something that isn't that is actual like an actual event that happened or content that happened and someone can come and be like oh well I I mean I didn't mean for that or I didn't I don't know it's just like it confuses it blurs the line right right it does uh and it also shows that if you have enough money you can you can can sway a uh verdict in your favor yeah um and in this case it was such a massive verdict so um gawker eventually went bankrupt they gawker.com does not exist anymore Mm -hmm. i mean you can google gawker.com and it's like they have archived uh articles and whatnot but um, it's no longer operating it's no longer operating it's not being updated um there are other the other brands under Gawker Media are Gizmodo, Lifehacker, Jezebel, Kotaku, uh, Jalapenik, and Deadspin. Mm-hmm. Those all were purchased by Univision for $135 million. Um, so that, I, ha- I think, helped offset – Pay for the bankruptcy. A majority of the bankruptcy yeah. um, for the lawsuit. And, uh, yeah, they – they had to fold, and I, I think um, in this documentary, you kind of you can get the the flavor of uh, the bitterness that is left from from this by the writers that mm-hmm. they interviewed uh, that that used to write for Gawker and um, and and Nick Denton, and you can you can kind of get the the. It's kind of scary because they do go into like the first what this means for the First Amendment and and for media and for journalism mm-hmm. uh, and how 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 this ended up being what some believe one of the most important for First Amendment cases of all time. Yeah. So uh, if that I don't know. Yeah. I I think there's other people too like that are. This is, like, what is cool about it in a way is that, like, there's other journalists from, like, Washington Post and New York Times and stuff like that who are, like, this absolutely should not have happened. Like, we should all be upset that this happened. It doesn't matter that it was Gawker and they talked about fucking Hulk Hogan's wiener and, like, you you know, showed it or whatever. Like, that's not the point. The point is that... It, it was free speech. They can say these things and they shouldn't. If they are factual and they can be fact-checked, like just saying Peter this Thiel is a, is a gay man, that's yeah, a this fact. Is a th- that, well, in, the, in the, the Hulk Hogan tape, it's like this is a thing that happened. Yeah. They should have never been sued into oblivion. What they should have been sued for was maybe invi- invasion of privacy yeah. and the, the personal damages, yeah. which could have been paid up by their insurance. That that was fair and correct, yeah. but not for the extent of what it was. Yeah. So it, it's just – it was bad. <laughs> it's bad that this happened. It's so weird to me that like big it, – it's so weird to me that no one with like just as much money on the other side of things – I mean, maybe there isn't anyone, but like, you know, you, you almost need like a, like a, um, Randolph Hearst or something with a ton of money on the other side to be like, no, we like, we, this is all fact checked. This was sold. This was content that was sold to us or shared to us by an anonymous source. Mm -hmm. Someone leaked it. It was one of the three of you involved. Like you, it's your own beef. No one should even be coming after it. You know, like, it's weird that there wasn't someone on the other side to, like, go up against this dude. Yeah. I Well, I just – I think, like we were saying earlier, it's just one of those things of where you see it happening and you're like, ah, oh, this is – this there's doesn't no seem – There's no way yeah. or this doesn't seem like it's going to be that big of a deal or whatever. And then it happens. Yeah. And and the the verdict comes down and they get they get sued into oblivion and yeah. it's like oh fuck what the fuck how did this happen oh. so yeah so yeah basically though the moral of the story is that like limiting media from doing their jobs even if they're portraying somebody in an unflattering light is dangerous yeah like you can't do that we cannot do that like 
this is what our country is founded on is the First Amendment. So yeah. um, if we don't have open and free press, we're in very big trouble. But where is the line? Because this made me think of the whole Sandy Hook thing. Like, you know how those parents of the the victims of Sandy Hook are like mm-hmm. grouping together and suing Alex Jones and InfoWars? Yeah. Like – we need to be like very clear on what is journalism and what is yeah. reporting of the facts and what is entertainment. And it needs to be like very clear. Yeah. You know, that like you have to like caveat that this is not, there's no evidence for what I'm saying to you. It's a conspiracy theory. It's total hot garbage versus here's a source that has this piece of information. You know, like how, how is well, this going to move forward? It's like, well, it, anything that can influence somebody's thinking and, and cause them to actually inflict harm on another person. Yeah. Like that's, that's the response. That's response. You have to be responsible. That's why yeah. responsible journalism is so important. So, yeah. and I guess this is, and in, we're into our final thoughts and feelings here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. It's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes down to it. Like don't I wouldn't obsess about all the fucking flat earth shit or the Illuminati cons- all those conspiracy theories like there is some real shit happening right now that is like if and if you don't pay attention to it. Yeah. It it has major ramifications for other things down the road. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, singular people who have enough money to shut down whatever whatever press is out there about them, uh, willy nilly as they choose, and and people who are wealthy enough to buy entire media companies, like uh, Sheldon Adelson is somebody they mentioned in the documentary who just basically took over an entire newspaper, I think in Arizona or no Las no, Vegas, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, yeah. yeah. Um. And all the journalists there were just like, what the fuck? And had to band together to come out against it. Yeah. Um, and then the Sinclair Media thing that just came out where all the the news uh, – it, it's like the local news stations were bought up by Sinclair Media and they're repeating the same message about um, fake news and all that. <gasps> you haven't seen that? No. Oh, oh, it's really creepy. John Oliver did a little a piece on it. <gasps> oh, um, this week? Oh, it was like a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. I've this th- this came out like like a few weeks ago where it's like they're all in tandem saying it. Like uh, I forget who did it. Maybe Gizmodo did it. Oh, actually, come to think of it, where they took the clips from each each news local newscaster that was saying the the pre. Yeah, it's creepy as fuck. It's like some nineteen eighty four shit. Oh my god. So this is what happens though when like these individual people can gain control of the media. Um, And then so that's why you as a consumer need to be very diligent about what you're watching, paying attention to, consuming, um, to make sure that you're not getting a one-sided message. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh. Yep. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Fuck Alex Jones. Oh, my God. Fuck that guy so hard in the face. (laughs) I hate that guy. Oh my god! The f- we didn't even cover the fact that there was more than one sex tape, one of which had significant oh. racial uh, slurs coming from Hulk Hogan on it. That's it's right. Like, yeah. Uh, bitch, which character is this? Is this Hulk or Terry, bud? Yeah. Because like, yeah. Uh, is Hulk Hogan fucking your friend's wife and using uh, racial slurs, or is this t- Mr. Terry? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I'll, this whole thing is such a mess. And the fact that it, like, uh, like that it saved Hulk Hogan and, like, awarded him all this money just disgusts me to no end. It's rough. It's a, this was a rough, rough time. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It sucks. It it's sucks. fucked up. It's, it's super so fucked up. It's fucked up. I, hi- I, again, highly recommend everybody watch the Netflix, uh, documentary Nobody Speak. Yeah. Um, and read Nick Dent. Nick Denton's like farewell uh, post on yeah. Gawker. If you just go to um, do- Gawker.com, it's like, what's there? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it's he goes into detail about the whole case and yeah. Peter Thiel and the whole what it means for journalism and uh, I mean I don't know I don't think he uh, he wasn't like he they did so, they they fucked up they did some shitty stuff but dude yeah lo- it it was not it did not deserve this level of fuckery yeah to happen like looking back it's like maybe just have taken the video down and left the article up or something yeah like but they're just such fucking assholes yeah that. they're like no we want you to be able to see hulk hogan's wiener yeah oh it's a bummer yeah um well yeah on that note uh, that's all i got on Me- this whole shit show yeah on this hulk shit show the hulkamania <laughs> Well, follow us on all the things at yeah. DTFU Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, we got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we got a website, DTFUPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. You can just go to that website and you can find all the stuff. There's all kinds of things on there. Oh my we, have God. Like a, we have a video that Nicole did, the Arraigning mm-hmm. Men videos on there. Um, we have shirts. You can, yeah, we we have shirts, we have stickers, uh, we have uh, links to all the different ways you can listen to the podcast. If Stitcher's your jam, there's a link to click on to find find that. Um, Love it. If if uh, another thing is your jam, there's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> there's a whole story about about us on there. It's uh-huh. great. It's great. Um, it's a great place to spend your time since there's yeah. no gawker. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and there's no comment section, although you can write us mm-hmm. a, a note on there and we'll get it. It'll go to our, our, our email for the podcast. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Awesome. Well, guys, be excellent. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.